Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. And cheers, everybody. Hello. Cheers. How's it going? It's okay. It's good. I'm a little sore. I, it, it's, been a, it's been a minute since I've talked about my um, soreness from paddleboarding. Um, uh-huh. Yesterday, I paddled 15 miles. Wow. I got called out by... Oh, I mean, well, I I got a little stuck. I got called out by these lovely conservation officers because I was treading on uh, land that was actually like chemical refuse. And they were like, you really don't want to be in that puddle. Yeah, because I kind of, I went around one part of this like spit uh, uh, just outside of Toronto. But then, and I I knew there was a place where you could portage, meaning sort of carry your your board and sort of come over land to get back into the water, but I chose the wrong spot. So I ended up like, like dense brush, like trying to get through dense brush. And then I launched into this body water that I knew was closed off, but I thought it was because it was because the docks are there and it was protected, you know, conservation land. And these officers who I, who were like, you know, you shouldn't be here. It's because they will dredge chemical refuse out of one part of the city and bring it over there as like a dump. Anyways, they were like, you really do not want to be in there. I was like, yep, getting out. And then I sort of continued along and did my usual. So all in all, 15 miles. I was out like all day, definitely. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, so, uh, just a little stop over at the nude beach. And then I just kept on going. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do that, right? Gotta do that. Um, yeah, so it was really it good. It was on the nude beach. Oh, yeah. Well, it was so funny. I do have to say, because it was like this strange time in the morning, it must have been like nine or 10 in the morning on a Sunday, right? So who on earth has managed to get a morning ferry on a Sunday morning, not going to church, they're going to the nude beach, right? So (laughs) (laughs) there's a couple of people who I'm like, you've been here all weekend, you never left. And then there was this like couple, maybe in their early 50s, totally in the buff. And I was like, good on you guys, right? Like, (laughs) good for you, like rejuvenating your marriage. And I thought, I might bring that to the podcast. <laughs> if your if your marriage needs spicing and you need to be out on the nude beach at nine o'clock on a Monday on a Sunday morning, excuse me, um, maybe it's just the ticket. Anyways, I got to see maybe everybody. Think of other things to be doing at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. Right. Well, some people are nursing the hangovers from Saturday night. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> when I launched my paddleboard, the EDM music, like the crazy DJ was still going on the park. There was a part of the beach that at seven in the morning was like absolutely still in their Saturday night. So like I saw all things <laughs> yesterday. It was all going on, wasn't it? Was it was all totally wow. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times because Very summer eventful. is ending. Mm. Yeah. Not yet though. Not yet. So how was your night and how was your date with a certain Chris Martin? Oh, it was really good. I had a great time. Um, I was at um, Wembley Arena, so it's, I mean, it's massive. Um, there were just, I mean, the whole the whole arena was just packed. There was like hardly any kind of spare seats. It was just full. Um, and they gave you these like really cool wristbands when you went in. And uh, so they kind of controlled them um so that it did like all kind of like different lights and stuff and at one point they had two hearts that um lit up in the stadium oh all just from wristbands my god it was beautiful that is so beautiful and not only that craig david came on at the end (gasps) shut the front door did a little sing song what 
How amazing what? is that? Oh my god, did you seem like up close and personal on the Jumbotron? Well, as close as possible, but yeah, it was uh, oh, it was great. It was so good. Does he yeah. sing? He was singing, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> He's so hot bananas. It's so funny. Yeah. It oh was god. very good. Very oh good. God. I enjoyed it. Oh my god. Talk enjoyed about every moment British of it. heartthrobs. What? <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So it was good. I'm glad I did it. Um I ended up going flying solo because my friend um got covid. Oof. But um I really like traveling by myself, so you just, I embraced yeah, it. Yeah, you turned it into like girly weekend. Yeah, it was. It was like a um, a, a date for one. Mm. Oh, <laughs> it was beautiful. 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 Congratulations. That's talking about making a beautiful limoncella out of lemonade right, or lemons, right? Got to be done. Got to be done. Good We've got two options, right? You could sit there and just moan about it or you can get on with it and enjoy it and make it into the weekend that you want it to be. Oh my god. So I chose the latter. <laughs> That's because you coached yourself. That's amazing. <laughs> I did have to have a word with myself, I have to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, see. It's not easy. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it was really good. Really enjoyed it. Oh. Um definitely worth it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So are you bringing any relationship hot news desk items? Um we did say because we had our spectacular <laughs> two-year anniversary recording last. If you yes, have missed it, please did. check it out because we had a sex face-off. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't have a relationship desk of love. And you said you were being smacked in the face with relationship news items on the very week that we didn't need one. So Exactly. I'm curious. And then it all got a little bit drier after that. But I do still have some relationship news for oh. you. So this little thing popped up on my feed and this is about um, the age that you will meet the one, supposedly. Oh. So would you like to know what age you are likely to meet the love of your life? Yes. Okay. So apparently, on average, women meet the one at the age of 25, while men will find their life partner at the age of 28. Mm. So that supposedly... Is when you're going to meet the love of your oh. life. Okay. How For old were you one. when you met your man? <laughs> 25. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Are you making that up? I swear to God. I was in Delhi. It was July 10th of my 25th birthday. Or 25th wow. year. And I met him at a psych hospital. Well, and there you go then. Living proof that that's, there you go. How, that's how it works. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's ridiculous that is bonkers i could not have made that up no i like it's crazy yep yeah how about you that is so well, funny so here's the thing and i do actually want to take this up if we can is to talk about like the second marriage because i've been getting mm. a lot of that stuff and so when do you meet your next life partner so like love of your life right like the person who you might settle down with but you know up to 50 percent of marriages end in divorce so then you're mm. married you're meeting a second love of your life and so what age is that i would love to take that on yeah that's really well it'd be interesting wouldn't it because yeah. it does kind of you know you think well i mean does the one even exist like that is always a thing that kind of you know i'm sure we can debate it at some point but mm -hmm. you know does the one exist I, I don't know if it does or not um and i was actually really surprised by the age of that like 25 for for a woman feels still feels quite young like yeah. i think it that's why I want you know, to get my daughter's in, yeah. 19 and I think in six years she's gonna meet and settle down like I just I don't know I couldn't see it 
exactly like i will venture to say if you did meet the quote-unquote love of your life at 25 like batten down the hatches because there's gonna Mm -hmm. be a lot of change yeah and you'd have to work to make them still the one because it's exactly exactly crap yeah i think anybody can be the one you've kind of just got to you've you've got to decide that you that you choose each other you've got to pick each other yeah so yeah Oh, let's take this on because I'm ready to roll because I'm having a thought that men actually find the one in their 40s mm. when they're finally differentiated because they've got so much learning and growing and experimenting of their own, their own journey to do in their 30s. I am meeting a lot of men who are beating themselves up because they haven't found the one and they're still inventing yeah. and innovating in their 30s. And I'm like, dude, keep working on yourself. And then, you know, in your 40s. Yeah. That's a perfect time to start growing up. But there's so much pressure though, right? Like there's so much pressure. You get pressure from your friends, from your family, and then people start settling down amongst your friendship group. And then you kind of think, oh, I'm going to be left on the shelf. Like, I mean, it's just bonkers, bonkers. And it creates this kind of false um, pressure cooker. Oh God. I would love to get into this because I'm having (laughs) stereo sound men in their 30s feeling really badly about not having settled down, but they're mm. really, their personal growth is just off the charts. So I'd love to get into it because what can often happen is you think you should have met the one, so then you yeah. settle for mediocre and then you're yeah. totally fucked. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get into it. Stay tuned, we folks. Will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to arm wrestle Sarah to see if we can get this on the docket for next week. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what we can do <laughs> god we're getting feisty in oh year god, I three love it. i love oh it oh my days gloves <laughs> yeah. are well and truly just off. gonna have arm wrestles every week <laughs> <laughs> oh okay i was not prepared for that that got me excited yeah it did it did <laughs> would you like to um have a hot topic yes please advice you would give your younger self about finding the right partner oh my gosh (laughs) strangely connected to the love desk strangely (laughs) connected don't be in a hurry (laughs) oh god yeah do not be in a hurry for sure absolutely yeah Yeah. so where do we start because this is like we could pretty much give any large biblical book of i mean we could just be sitting here giving advice the whole Mm. time yeah where does your mind go when you think about like what would you tell your your younger self? I think my mind goes to be a bit choosy. Mm. I think that we are all too quick, as you say, to kind of rush to settle into a relationship and don't really think about who we want, what we want, how we want things to be. So I would really be quite kind of choosy and particular about it mm-hmm. rather than kind of rushing into a relationship that ends up being the wrong thing really get clear about who you are and what's going to make you happy and then seek out that person mm-hmm. I think we often approach um finding a you know a lifelong partner from a place of scarcity and we think yeah. all the good ones are taken mm-hmm. um you know nobody's we automatically start to think about all the negatives so we think about our own personal negatives rather than thinking about all the strengths that you've got. So you're going into it from a position of real kind of lack and 
and and with that then can only come sort of like a negative response back oh my gosh yeah I mean my life and the world looked so different in my 20s <laughs> that and it, it was such a transient phase like my 20s I mean there there's some core values that have always been with me but who I am in my 40s is mm. so different yeah. so different that gosh looking back I would say like do not make decisions based on what you value in your 20s <laughs> don't make <laughs> lifelong decisions like really just sort of learn grow and just yeah not based on kneecaps then was it your sister oh my gosh, that about my sister. hey look the kneecaps are pretty evergreen <laughs> i think everybody who's into kneecaps at 18 will probably be into kneecaps at 43 <laughs> um and funny enough i think all of us would look at you know there were certain aspects of me that were incubating and there but they just were mm. it was just there was just so much other shit on top of that like societies of expectations and messages about how I should be and really you kind of really come into your own Mm. into your 40s I feel and those in their 60s would be like bitch you're still young like 40s 65 that's that's the that's the new 22 um so what's your take on who you were in your 20s as opposed to who you are in your late 30s (laughs) I think um kind of it to say late thirties, definitely not late thirties. <laughs> <laughs> but you're partying with Coldplay like Let's you're in your late thirties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you reach a certain point, you know, like um I think when you turn forty, I think it's almost like a kind of a magical reset that just goes, Do you know what? I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks anymore. Hmm. And I think these are some of the differences. Like we stop caring about kind of so much about what other people think of us. So that kind of externalization kind of we stop focusing on that so much Mm -hmm. and I think you kind of you begin to just become so much more comfortable with who you are as a person um so I think they're the kind of biggest differences and it's not you know that's not the same for everybody some people actually feel great in their 20s and don't give two hoots about anything and and kind of crack on with their life don't they I think the challenges are about your own personal development because as a human being you do naturally a lot of us anyway some of us don't but a lot of us will kind of you know focus on that on that development on that self-development through kind of you know one method or another we'll start to explore who we are in in a lot more detail so I think because of that you can understand why it's really really hard to have a relationship for a great length of time because actually the person that you are today is going to be very different from the you know the person that you were at this you know at the start of your kind of you know dating or whatever but I th- for me I think in terms of kind of you know advice what would I say I think it's about looking for the qualities in somebody that you admire and respect mm-hmm. and I don't know that that was really something that I thought of when I was kind of you know going to you know pick a man out of the you know out of the sea it's kind of you you know you don't really I don't really think that was my focus I don't know I can't quite remember what it was it was that long ago but (laughs) but I don't think it was that I don't think it was kind of you know what qualities do I kind of you know really look for and like I often when I think about the relationship that I've got now it is all about kind of you know the the quality and the, the aspects of you know the man that I've chosen to be with and and I love that I love 
I love who he is as a person and you know the the qualities that he has and the values that he has all of that I'd have a lot you know great deal of respect for so I think it's really really important to think about some of those other aspects that we really probably don't Mm -hmm. oh yeah Uh, and as somebody who met the love of their life at 25 um, which seems to be the (laughs) evidence-based average age um, I will say that um, where we have hit issues is because of sort of decade specific needs that aren't being filled I can think of um, needs that I have that are not currently being filled and I'm sure that in my 50s it's going to become something else. And whatever is the issue of the day today will not be kind of an issue next decade. Um, But I do say if there's one thing holding us together, it is that those deep values didn't know at the time, wasn't smart enough to kind of intentionally sought this out. But those deep values are the things that are there. Mm. Even if decade by decade, we're always going to be like pissed off at each other that one or the other need of the hour isn't being filled. But the mm. values being there, it, it values alignment is the hardest thing to walk away from. And um, it's also uh, when I am coaching folks, when people see eye to eye on deep values, whether that be family, the way that they mm. spend money, if that's an alignment, yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, if those things are there, it's very hard to walk away. And and it 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 is good that it's hard to walk away from from such important values if they're if they are mm. present. The other things become less of a concern but yet they feel so topical like whatever's pissing Mm. me off today feels so important yeah Um, in the moment in the moment yeah yeah Yeah. but if the values are really aligned like the most important stuff that's yeah Mm. i to your point like if those things are shared yeah i think yeah one of the other things i'd say is pick somebody who you can talk to Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Like, so it's quite, and it's always quite entertaining when you're kind of out and about on your own and, um, and I love watching other people mm-hmm. and it's amazing when you kind of sit and watch people in airports and restaurants and, mm-hmm. uh, or, tra- you know, traveling and they do not communicate with each other at all. They're, they're, they're just kind of, and we're all glued to a device and, mm-hmm. um, not taking the time to enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how many people just don't, don't speak to one another. And I just think that must be so sad. Like we've been together for six and a half years and I've never run out of things to say, you know, and sometimes you might have some silences because they're chosen silences and you want to just kind of be there in each other's company and not really have to kind of communicate. But if that is your norm, I don't think that that feels right. I think you, you need someone who you can chat to, right? Oh my gosh. Oh, that is coming out huge for folks. I'm noticing folks who have you know raised children together and they've been really swept up in that and for the last decade or more they've stopped growing together and so all the things that you know and maybe they're really showing up at work and they're you know knocking it out of the park but yet yeah when they come home it's just talking about the day-to-day well are we going to go to ikea this saturday and pick up that lawn furniture and you know, all the things that make us cool, all the growth that we're experiencing, we're not bringing it into the marriage because we're not talking about things beyond yeah. the transactional. Yeah. And I'm I'm seeing marriages stall and stale yeah. out. Because people then ask the question, like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, why, totally. why are we doing this when it feels like we've got nothing left between us? Oh, yeah. So you want somebody who you feel like you've got that real strong bond and connection and you yeah. you want to share the you, everything from kind of the, the day-to-day to the kind of 
you know, the more the deep and meaningful stuff. Yeah. Like you want to be able yeah. to have discussions and debate things and explore each other's differences. Like yeah. that's what it's all about. Oh, you've got it. We're designed to be with other people. We're not designed to kind of have this, you know, insular kind of life. But there are so many people who are in relationships that feel lonely and yeah. feel trapped. Oh, it's so oh, that that loneliness is so much yeah. harder than being alone. It is. Yeah. And and I'm coaching, you know, I'm coaching around approaching empty nest. Like if empty mm. nest is anywhere from yeah. like five, eight, ten years down the road, is that people are starting to look at the person beside them and say, is this the person that I am going to spend the rest of my life with? Yeah. It's funny, you you think that that question is only asked once before mm. a religious leader uh, down an aisle or around a fire yeah. in your mid-20s. Um, yeah. But that is not the, the, the more striking question is when your kids start to grow up a little bit and then yeah. you're like, oh my God, who's this person? Yeah, but these are the times when you, when you realize actually we're not we're not talking, we're not connecting, we're not communicating with each other because suddenly there's all this empty space to fill mm-hmm. and um, and it can take you by surprise. Yeah, it. I think the biggest thing is there are some people who realize at that time that the person they chose before made might have been great for the time, might have been a great parent to their, you know, co-parent to their children. Mm. It may not be the person who shares those values. Mm. That might be a no-go. Uh, if you're not interested in sort of going down the same road down the road you know towards retirement or so forth or those kind yeah. of child free years yeah. that may be a time where people part ways they yeah. realize that those were not evergreen values they were fine and it's that person was there in their life for a purpose they're good co-parents etc but i am noticing some people for whom they're realizing at that time you know it's and so to get back to the point of you know what would i tell my younger self is that you make your best choice at the time that you do with that relationship that is important it doesn't have to last forever you kind of hope it does but sometimes you find out you get more information as the decades go on and you Mm. might realize that that person is evergreen for you or you may realize they were just in your life for a season yeah and that's okay yeah yeah not everything does last forever (laughs) yeah as much as the eternal optimism inside of me would like it to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think if you want your relationship to work, you can make it work, but you've both got to want to make it work. Yeah. I think there is that option to turn, to, to turn things around. Yeah. I can't speak today. That's not good for a podcast host, is it? <laughs> well, you did have a rocking weekend, so we'll give you a, <laughs> we'll give you a pass. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think if you both want to make it work, then it's absolutely possible. I think any relationship is savable mm. if you both decide that that's what you want to do. Mm. So, but yeah, I get, and I get maybe that's kind of another part of it is, you know, don't, this kind of stress and pressure that we feel about finding the right partner Mm. like don't because you know as long as you've you know given it your best shot and you've worked as hard as you can and you've got no regrets about kind of things that you should have done or you know wish you'd done then you know sometimes you just have to accept that that's that's your path that's where you're at Mm -hmm. and not kind of beat yourself up too much about it I think we're really hard on ourselves when it comes to relationships Mm -hmm. We're really kind of judgmental of ourselves and our partners. Oh. So, and we kind of forget, don't we? We forget about what it's all about and why we got into it in the first place. Yeah. 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 Oh, gosh. Yeah, actually, there you go. 
what I would like to tell my younger self is don't beat yourself up. Don't beat your yeah. partner up. Yeah. Yeah. It's being nice to each other. Yeah. Uh, there was, and, um, yeah. You just reminded me, actually, there was a couple at um, a breakfast. <laughs> um, and he comes back from the, from the uh, buffet with his breakfast buffet and um talks talks about the black the black pudding and why oh, and how God. why she couldn't see the black pudding and she literally it was like venom was coming out of her mouth and she was just really spiteful in her response back to him to say that it was nothing to do with that it was it was just that the black pudding was small and it was hidden behind the sausages <laughs> and she was really like mean as she said it and i was sat there eating my breakfast and it took me all of my power not to turn around and say t- to her why are you with your husband because <laughs> oh. you clearly don't like him <laughs> oh my gosh wouldn't that have been awesome like sarah little but i, I stopped myself oh. i was like you can't get involved you can't get involved this little voice inside of my head was going <laughs> step away oh. step away from the arguing couple and then they just sat then for the rest of the breakfast in just that horrible stony silence oh. where you know there's like, you know, a big black cloud hanging over that table. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, God, what a waste. Like, why? Mm-hmm. You're in a lovely hotel. You're enjoying a nice breakfast. Enjoy the time together. Don't be so mean with each other. Mm. Oh. So, um, yeah. The meanness. Yeah. That is one of the four horsemen, the contempt, the yeah, meanness. It is. It, it, like, that is something that I, that when I noticed that coming up and in in coaching it is it's really hard because if there's meanness or lack of kindness ooh, mm. that's um yeah that's hard to rehabilitate especially if the person yeah. doesn't notice that they're being mean i think that's yeah <laughs> really problematic well, I, yeah. I don't know if she noticed or not but yeah. she was the kind of the words were like venom coming oh. out and certainly she's hurt right all that is is yeah. hurt oh she's yeah just hurt. totally yeah, yeah. But there's a different way, you know, so there's a better way to communicate with each other. There's a better way to ask for the things that we need in a relationship. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Took a lot of willpower to step away from that conversation. Oh, gosh. That's so. Oh, wow. (laughs) I was like, don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, that. um, Well, we hope somebody like that is hiring somebody, but. um, Yeah, yeah. I don't think they are. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. I don't think that was on yeah. the cards. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, so shall we um, skip to a question? Let's do it. Absolutely. So this week's question, a bit of a lengthy one, so um, get your ears ready. Buckle in. Okay. My husband and I broke up over a year ago, but somehow we got back together. During this time... He gave a gift of a designer handbag worth $2,768 to a woman and took her to a Michelin star restaurant. I've just found out about it and I'm furious. I told him to get out of my life, but he swears nothing happened between them and said she's been good to him. Did I overreact? We've got a two month old baby. Oh my God, there's so much stuff in here. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Very precise on the numbers. Very precise on the numbers. Very precise. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. There's a lot of stuff. And I'm curious, what do you think is the underlying gripe here? What's the thing that just pushed a nerve for her? I don't what what's interesting is the whole kind of somehow we got back together. Mm-hmm. 
that kind of stands out for me. Was it not a conscious decision? Are you now regretting it? Are you, is this kind of, is this giving you a reason to to step away from the relationship because mm. you feel like you've made a mistake um, and you kind of, di- you know, once you got back into it again, you didn't really want to be there. Mm. And now this gives you a convenient kind of out to say, mm. um, you know, you've done wrong now. You're kind of the bad you're the bad one. I can blame you for everything. It's all your fault that the relationship's over again. Mm. That's mm. kind of the vibe I'm getting. Mm. Okay. That could very well be the case. I think I'm so caught up on the immense hurt of your very same husband treating somebody to that kind of bag and that kind of restaurant. And my mm. guess is she has never received any of that. What Now, I don't know if she's asked for it, whatnot, but you basically saw what your husband is capable of through mm. the experience of another woman. Uh, with another woman, yeah. And yeah. you have not been treated to that yeah. at any time in your relationship. And I yeah. think there's, that yeah. is a dagger. There's definitely something around the finances as well, isn't there? Because if you, maybe, you know, maybe they've been struggling, maybe they've been trying to save hard, and then he's then just gone and kind of blown it all on somebody else. Like, so And that was in the kind past, of, right? Like, I'm assuming you, that yeah. that happened before two-month-old was born yeah. slash conceived I think so so it said during the time that they were apart yeah yeah oh huge yeah, yeah. so I I you know it's curious like is this getting to a love language like she's like that's my Louis Vuitton is my love language <laughs> why haven't you been speaking in my love language or if my other half's listening diamonds are mine thank you very much <laughs> well you did go to the Tiffany museum I did go to the Tiffany um mm-hmm. exhibition at the Saatchi gallery it was absolutely amazing and yeah, there were a lot of sparkly diamonds in there. Oh my God. Very we can't nice. help it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, yeah, it just, I think we definitely need more information for sure. Mm. But this is yeah. a hurting person. I think it's a confused person, just like you say. It's hard to yeah. say. I mean, you've got a pretty, like, if you wanted to walk away from this relationship right now and say like, you've never treated me to that, that's a whole bunch of money. We've got a two month old, yeah. whatever that might be. There's your excuse. If that's what you're looking for, because yeah. that's a pretty extravagant purchase. Yeah. The other thing I would say as well, though, you know, like two month old baby, probably not getting much sleep, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I think, you know, she's asking that question about, did I make, you know, have it overreacted? So maybe it's just that she's absolutely exhausted and not, Mm. you're not necessarily in your own rational mind when you've got a two-month-old baby yeah it's like the hardest time kind of you know once they get past that kind of six eight weeks then it kind of can start to get a bit easier but it's it's hard it's intense yeah and you don't know have they got any other children is it just that they've got Mm. one child like because the second one it's even worse you're even more exhausted Mm. so I wonder if there's something in that where you know maybe she just needs to take a breath step back and just really think about what she wants what does she want what and what was she expecting Mm. um because there'll be something in there around kind of expectations unmet expectations for sure yeah so chances are marriage dissolved they came back together again probably like in the manner of xx as it commonly does you kind of hook up and you kind of just slip into being a thing again yeah with the very same rules and regulations as before meaning you haven't really asked for anything beyond the mediocre that you were getting before so so this person doesn't really know what you want um true like when somebody's out 
dating and carousing, they're generally out to impress and they'll generally throw down a bunch of money that they probably ordinarily wouldn't because they're wanting to sort of impress and to, you know, clinch the deal yeah. and so forth, generally trying to get people into bed. And often it works, so that's fine. So generally that sort of behavior, that kind of expenditure, right? Like that kind of impressing mm. the gifts and the restaurants and stuff. Yeah. That might not be expected to be a regular thing. But drawing upon that inspiration, you might say, you know, I do want to be treated every once in a while. And I would love to, once I am not mm. breastfeeding every um, yeah. half an hour, um, you know, be, if you, you know, let's get, we've never gone out and we've never dressed up and we've never gone out for restaurants. Mm. We're always kind of eating in. But it's also a good time to step away and to say, you know, these are the things that I've never asked you for. But, you know, you get super clear on what you want, what you yeah. expect. I, I run a relationship contract exercise with my clients where they get to dive down to the things that they actually expect from a partner that they don't even realize. They certainly mm. haven't communicated to their partner, but they definitely expect it. <laughs> so yeah. how does a person treat you emotionally, mentally, physically, mm. spiritually? Um, so it looks like this person could really stand to get clear on reinventing the relationship and saying, yeah. I'm not going to give you shit for what's happened before, but I've never told you that these things are really important to me. And I'd love, you know, and what are the things that are yeah. important to you? Let's, let's clean the slate. Yeah. Yeah. There's also that part, isn't there, about letting go of something that happened when you weren't together. Oh, totally. You know, it's like that whole kind of, what was the Ross and, uh, what, Ross and Rachel what, what thing. Name is, yeah, the Ross and Rachel thing. Like, we were on a break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's something about that, isn't there? You can't, we don't get to dictate what other people do when we're not in, in a relationship with them. Even when we are in a relationship with them, we don't get to dictate what they do and how, how they act. And It's true. We don't own people. Yeah. It's the hardest thing because <laughs> you kind of <laughs> think that you own them. Like, you think your yeah. partner is property. That's actually yeah. not true very hard lesson to learn yeah so we don't we don't own people and we don't get to kind of dictate do we so um I, d I think there's a there's a process to just let go of that part of of, of the life that they kind of yeah. you know didn't have together and it's about getting really clear like what do we want going forward do I want to be with this man you've got a two-month-old baby it's got to be worth some effort to try and make it work and to get the relationship that you want. We all we all hit stumbling blocks in relationships and it's when we can come out the other side of them that we can learn so much about ourselves and each other. Yeah, and that's true. As I always like to do is like point <laughs> out red flags. If this guy is looking like a real douche, like if, if the behavior for some reason kind of, and especially we don't know the context of the relationship before, right? No is that if it was just generally manipulative, abusive, emotionally, or that you were neglected and you were, you know, um, it might actually be that enough of an anger trigger to say, that's it, we're done. Yeah. Because you might be living at the fear of, well, I have a two month old, I can't raise this kiddo alone. Yeah. A lot of women do really well at raising, you know, cause then they, you yeah. know, if this person is a completely useless lout and they're just kind of like dragging him along and he's literally mm. just another child or he's just another piece of dead weight, it might actually serve you to say, you know what, kids two months old, I could still do better by myself and I'm going to lean on friends and family and I'm going to do yeah. this. So I will say that if there's something about this bag restaurant incident that really lit a fire under your ass and made you angry mm. appropriately so, and you didn't you had the out, 
you were broken up and you got back together again. You're like, yeah. oh, just like you're saying at the top of this is yeah. what if <laughs> she was like, damn, you know, so if you need to use this as an, a justification to walk away because you actually, th- there's a better life out there for you and your kiddo alone, that so flying solo, then go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you always know deep down what the right thing to do is for yourself. It's just taking some time to really process and understand that. And it's the hard decisions to make. Oh, I love this question here is if you had no fear, what would you do? What would you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, my knickers are in a furnace this week. (laughs) I tell you, like, this is such a great, yeah. I don't know why I'm feeling all fired up. Yeah. 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 Feeling, uh, it's a good it's a good question for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so, well. Well, I've got a date with my pajamas now. Oh, yes. Well, don't be late for your pajamas. <laughs> Hello. <Yes. laughs> I'm still some hours away from pajama time, but oh, uh, you when are, I get you there. Are. Yeah. Well, I'm going away for yeah. the latter part of the week, so I'm kind of crunching all my coaching sessions in and I've got some folks on West Coast time or thereabouts and so I'm I am my I have a w- coaching session starting today at 11 15 p.m and I'm super excited um <laughs> I know I know I try and avoid those shifts <laughs> well most people do but I love it because I get to be my own horrible boss doing the amazing things that I love so I'm like I'll coach 24 hours hello <laughs> totally yeah so it should be good and then I'm going to go to a cottage that's kind of an Ontario thing to do uh there's a there's a person I know who owns a cottage and she's invited me up with her family. I'm like, let's do the cottage because oh, nice. you're only an, a, a true member of Ontario once you actually do the cottage thing. So that's mm. what we'll be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Oh, good well, times. I hope you have a nice time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get lots good. of chill time in as well. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. Going to bring some rosé or something for the evening times. Why not? Why yeah, it's, it's wine not. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> All right, my dear. Well, take some rest. Yeah, till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.